0: Welcome to another edition of the Gobesky Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. I'm Dr. Adam Gobesky.
1: I don't know why I laughed. Because I am a doctor. It just seems so weirdly like it seems so weirdly pretentious. <laughs> like
2: and, and that he makes is. me qualified to no, review it this spoof.
3: It is Adam.
4: Oh, <laughs> you
0: don't want to be confused with the non-Doctor Adam Gobeski's.
3: <laughs> exactly.
5: Isn't there no. actually another Adam Gobeski out there?
1: There is. I don't know if he's a doctor or not.
5: Oh, you should figure that out before you start, you know, calling yourself the Dr. Adam Gobeski. The well, doctor. I couldn't call myself the doctor. <laughs> you could just be a Dr. Adam Gobeski. And,
3: and Dr. <laughs> Adam Gobeski.
1: <laughs> anyway, please welcome our three kingly guests Doug Gobeski. Hello. Tony and Huff. Charmed, I'm sure. And. Paul Wilcox. A pleasure. we are here to discuss the 48th installment of our Mary Marvel Movie March.
0: Ooh, can I... That I've got a couple of things first. Very, very, very quick.
1: What if I say no?
0: Uh, I guess I we couldn't do those things, then.
1: Okay. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now you're curious, though, aren't you? I guess you? I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit. I'm just wondering why you waited until I launched halfway in instead of just <laughs> doing your thing, but... If I've learned anything on the, over the course of our friendship, it is that you are secretly very selfish. So, <laughs> uh,
0: I have flavor icons, lays, wavy, carnitas, street taco for a Gobesky Walzer part. Third opinion. So I know we've already tasted yeah, this I like one. That
1: it's not third opinion the, uh, the <laughs> Billy Cheese steak.
0: because this is the one that they they had an actual snack size bag and uh... it was it existed. I couldn't find the other one at the grocery store. There was just one bag left. So I was like, I, I got to get it while it getting hot. So
2: people are talking about these chips.
5: Were, were there rays of light coming off of the bag? Lit, interestingly enough, to to just draw your personal attention to it.
0: There's the little flavor icons, like neon sign logo at the top, which is actually what made me. You're right. It's what made me look at it. And I think the packaging is kind of it's like foil. Looking too, it's got sort of shiny bits on it. Anyway, it smells meaty, and hmm, yep, tastes like meat. Definitely, that's basically all I'm getting. Like, didn't we say that it tastes like cilantro?
4: Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, not aren't getting
0: you any getting cilantro. A little bit
5: of the jalapeno as well. Maybe you should eat more. I
0: mean, I can fill
5: my mouth with it. I guess. Just make sure someone's nearby so that they can help you in case you choke.
1: <laughs> we can call the Madison police from here. <laughs> <laughs> or you just make
2: sure there's a chair you can yeah, yourself.
1: throw
0: yourself on yeah mm, it's a tiny bit spicy i suppose but it's just mostly mostly like the carnitas that i'm tasting which is fine no cilantro no cilantro and maybe it's just well, a weird you're bag not
2: as sensitive to the to the cilantro well
5: around. no maybe it's because it's the small bag
2: oh. maybe you i mean
5: i love cilantro the, the crunchy cheetos right what you heard you heard about this right with the crunchy cheetos No, like, I never assume we've heard anything <laughs> So somebody recently pointed out that uh, if you buy different sized bags of crunchy Cheetos, I think the, I want to say the flame and hot flavor, they actually taste different. Like a snack size bag tastes the best. The family size bag, I think, tastes the worst, is what supposedly uh, people have determined.
1: Given that I only buy simply Cheetos, white cheddar flavor... Can't yeah. confirm nor deny.
2: Like, do they bin the Cheetos into quality levels? And they're like, ah, throw the big ones in the big bags because they're just eating so many, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's so going to be like a party or something. Probably just more surface yeah.
1: area in the, in the bigger bags to lose flavor to.
5: Hmm. The suggestion was that they were made in different plants. And that the, oh, the different idea. plants had set the uh, machinery slightly different. Oh, that's why you got to calibrate which I know, that. I know for sure... That can be a thing.
2: Sometimes I forget that Cheetos aren't a thing that just like you know you harvest always <laughs> were.
0: Harvest like so many ballots.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you take your canoe out in in the late summer. <laughs> you kind of rake rake them out of the water.
5: <laughs> Let them dry. <laughs> Is this like the the nacho cheese peasant tweet? We take it for granted today, but a single Dorito has more extreme nacho flavor than a peasant in the 1400s would get in his whole lifetime.
1: (laughs) Glad we're making material for the next tag show
4: already. (laughs) Yep.
0: Anyway, I'd say 6 out of 10 on this bag. I think I'm not getting the same flavor. Same flavors you guys are getting because I can taste cilantro like pretty well in general. So I, I don't know. Anyway, another one down.
1: Well, no, hear me out on this. Maybe you should take the remaining chips and make nachos out of them.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. And the flavors that right. uh, didn't come out properly in the wash. And
1: Then you can tell us how Carnita Street Taco lays nachos taste.
0: All right, nothing says nacho
1: like a potato chip. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I've got some homework. So on to my second mini segment, which is compliment corner. I wanted to let you all know that I actually got a compliment about the podcast, which was that uh, a physician I work with was listening to the most recent tags episode and thought the section where Paul was talking about the pants at Target that were peed on was so funny that she had to stop listening. (laughs)
4: What? Oh my god, I forgot about episode. that.
0: She was going to bed, so <laughs> she was like, I can't keep listening to this right now.
3: <laughs> so funny. So funny, you have to stop listening. That's a great <laughs> slogan. <That's... laughs> Good job, Paul.
2: <laughs> yeah, geez. Wow, I forgot I... that I told that. Because I haven't... I haven't <laughs>
1: How did this person I, discover the podcast in the first place?
0: Another physicist I work with must have been mentioned it, or maybe it was Kevin's wife. I is another physicist I work with and men- mentioned something about the podcast, and then that particular physician was around. And was like, "Oh, you have a podcast? I have to listen to it." And so she did. Max wow. actually wow. continued to listen to episodes that the, since that. Yeah, is
1: that the is that the first time that someone has. Genuinely meant I have to listen to your podcast?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm scared that people are going to actually start following up on that.
3: Also, I didn't realize how many physicists Charlie knows. It's <laughs> a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot in just that sentence. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot of people calling themselves physicists.
3: Are they theoretical physicists or are they like actual physicists? Applied no, they, physicists? they actually yeah. have phys, <laughs> physics
0: <laughs> jobs. <laughs> They're real oh. physicists.
1: Aren't all jobs physics jobs on some level?
3: That's true. No. Oh. oh, geez, Adam. I, oh. We don't have enough time <laughs> to get into that.
1: So everything's a sandwich, and all jobs are oh, physical. Oh, come
2: on! We're back on the sandwiches again! Wait, so does that no, mean every job know. is a sandwich job? <laughs> <laughs> so now Subway <laughs> University is finally going to pay off. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, I
3: <don't... laughs> I'm taking my master's at Subway U. Oh,
1: nice. <laughs> MBA? masters of bread administration
0: (laughs) (laughs) well anyway thanks Beth for listening to the podcast (laughs) so yeah why are we actually here today it
1: is in fact our 48th installment of the merry marvel movie march we are talking about the February 2015 movie kingsman the secret service this is like kick-ass one and two one of the merry marvel asterisk uh, movies Kingsman: The Secret Service is one, or was, I guess I should say, one of the properties under Marvel's Icon Comics uh, imprint, which is a creator-owned imprint of Marvel. To the point where, uh, after this movie, Mark Miller, the creator of the Secret Service comic book series, uh, moved to Image. So we won't be doing the sequel and prequel to this movie unless, as we do it, as like an appendix or something. But it's not an official part of the march but this one is this one was still under icon comics's imprint kingsman the secret service is of course the story of one dennis king's man who is first in line for the service mansion but he learns that there is a secret service mansion that only special people get to go to so most of the movie is him trying to figure out all right where's the key to the door because he finds the mansion pretty quick, the secret mansion, but it's locked. And so he's like, well, where's the key? And so he looks under the, the doormat and, you know, checks the flower pots, the the gutters. Um, it's got a real Harold and Kumar kind of vibe. If Harold and Kumar spent the entire time just outside a house looking for a key.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'd watch that sequel. Wait, you'd watch Harold and Kumar look for a key? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it could be a prequel, like an origin story.
5: I'm surprised that was the direction they went with instead of more of a, dude, where's my house key vibe.
1: Well, you got to switch it up, you know? Keep the audience guessing. I guess. That's why it turns out that the key was on his key ring all along.
0: <laughs> Two oh. hours later, he checks his key oh, ring.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> two and horrible. a half hours later.
2: <laughs> it's extended edition. <laughs>
3: this is the director's cut. <laughs> it's
2: a pretty big key ring. You can see why he might do that. You, you gotta have a lot of keys when you have a mansion like
3: that. Paul, you would be a key ring apologist.
1: <laughs> Kingsman is, in fact, actually the story of uh, one Gary Eggsy Unwin who is a stereotypical British chav. His father was a member of, or almost a member, of a independent secret service agency called Kingsman. Eggsy, played by Taron Edgerton, mm. calls up his dad's former mentor for a favor, and Galahad, played by Colin Firth, decides that uh, Eggsy might in fact be proper Kingsman material, and so has him... Trained to be a Kingsman spy. Samuel L. Jackson plays a villain who wants to save the world by destroying it. Cool. So, had you seen this movie before? The perennial question.
3: Uh, no, I had not seen this movie, uh, before and, but I knew about it and I thought that I remembered a lot of people liking it. So I was actually really excited to, to watch the movie.
0: Um, I had seen it before. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it on video and I remember enjoying it.
3: Wow.
1: i'm just so surprised you you had watched a movie on our march before
0: yeah yeah and i remember liking it very much except for one particular part
3: which, which i'm sure we'll get to
0: i'm sure we'll get to
3: i wonder if i can
5: <laughs> i think i've got a guess
0: i actually had more problems with it this time than i did the first time around so <laughs> but there's just, just one particular out.
1: thing it's like big max like no
5: mm.
0: That umbrella was basically a shield. That was my problem. That's
4: that's <laughs> what I'm guessing your problem was. <laughs> okay, I did not. Oh. That. <laughs> was no, it not I, that, Charlie? I, I didn't
0: hate shields back in those those days.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was
5: totally a shield. You're you're absolutely. Uh, right. We'll,
0: we'll get there, Doug. <laughs> It'll come up.
5: So, I had not seen this movie before. I saw the trailer in the theaters, and it looked like it was possibly good, but a little too kid oriented. Like it made like the trailer made it seem like it was the story of uh, basically my fair lady with some punk ass kid.
1: Uh, I had seen it before. I saw it in theaters. It was one of those movies where I had, yeah, seen the trailer and was like, eh, that could go either way." And then shortly beforehand, it was getting this like pretty positive buzz online, and so I was like, said to Ross, "Hey, do you want to see this?" And he was like, "Sure." And then I said to Brevan, "Hey, do you want to see this?" And she was like, "No, not really, because uh, the last time that we had talked her into a movie to go to, I think was Pacific Rim, and uh, she did not enjoy Pacific Rim. I think because she was expecting a more serious movie than she." got yeah because i think we also had seen john wick and had talked her into that and she was not pleased with the dog so she was pretty hesitant but she decided to go and she subsequently told me that it was one of her favorite movies because i think her her bar was so low at that point
0: so if they had killed the dogs like they originally do in the comics (laughs) she would have not liked this film
1: (laughs) do they kill the dogs in
0: a that's what the imdb trivia says and as we know that's all canon if it's in Mm. there
1: Mark Miller right. licks Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I actually, actually, when that scene came up, I said, "If he kills this dog, I'm going to turn this movie off." I, ser- I was, I was dead serious. And then, so
1: yeah, because Brian liked it so much, we subsequently bought the Blu-ray, watched it a couple times. So
2: I had not seen this movie before. Didn't, re- wasn't even really on my radar. No, no idea what it was. It was just a, it was just some letters up coming up on the march. Somehow, I was completely unaware of this. (laughs) So, yeah, I I don't have any preconceptions other than Adam setting aggressively neutral expectations for me.
1: What do you mean by that?
2: You said once I finished it that I would say that it was a movie. (laughs) And that I watched it. I can't remember exactly.
1: I didn't want to hype it up if you didn't like it. So, yeah, But I worried that as I was saying that, that, that was going to come across as pejorative anyway.
2: It did, a little bit. So I, I kind of like, I was ready for it to be real bad. So I was like, I'm going to make myself like this. <laughs> 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 so I gave was it the that, benefit of the doubt at every turn.
1: <laughs> was that difficult for you?
2: No, no it wasn't. I guess what I'm asking In fact, is... it was more like... What is Adam talking about?
3: <laughs> you were more mad at Adam than you were. Yeah, at Adam. I was like he
2: doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> did you see what, is was, a- what just happened to that guy? This is a movie plus. <laughs> it took all of equilibrium to get to this point, and they did that in the first <laughs> scene.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe we should just mention that this is uh so this is based on a comic book by Mark Miller and is directed by Matthew Vaughn who also did uh, Kick-Ass, which was also a comic book by Mark Miller, directed by Matthew Vaughn. This is the movie that Matthew Vaughn passed on X-Men Days of Future Past to do. Because he said he wanted to do a fun spy movie. He felt like the James Bond movies and spy movies like that recently had kind of been a little too serious, as is stated outright in the movie. And he said he wanted to do it immediately before someone else got the idea of doing... A fun spy movie, and then he'd have this script that he worked on that no one would want to buy at that point. So that's why he passed on Days of Future Past to do this. The thought that occurred to me just thinking about this movie in comparison to like Kick Ass is how much better a fit the material is for Matthew Vaughn than Kick Ass felt. And I wonder if part of that is because Taryn Edgerton seems more charming to me than whether by accident or by design
0: than um, Aaron Taylor Johnson was in the kick-ass films that could very well be uh i think this is the first time i would have seen taron edgerton then yeah he does a great job the first time like and
1: pretty much anyone would have seen him i think this is his breakout role
5: i thought he did a really good job like even as uh uh even as kind of a chav he was still just fun to watch on screen like it, you were rooting for him the whole time you know
3: I'm just more attracted to him than I enjoyed it. <laughs>
2: oh, so, so you think you didn't like his acting?
3: So okay, I really did not like some of like the the early like fight scenes and stuff, and like how I guess the director did it. Like it makes more sense now that I know that he was the director of Kick Ass. And kind of had though that like similar like vein, but it just seemed very like almost too like. And I, I've never seen Kill Bill, but it, like that like Sin City type like weird fight What's, scenes. What scene in particular are you dis- discussing? So when the um, one on the bar? Yeah, so like Colin Firth when the the first fight scene, okay. where he's like saying you know like oh about the manners and stuff, and it's just like really like slow and like you're seeing like teeth coming out like it just it it seemed so off track from where what i thought the movie was going like in the first scene you see it's like this navy seal like kind of like very secretive like fight scene and then you get this like very like comic booky thing so i just it really jarred me in the beginning um, but they sliced a guy in half all the way through. By that point. I hated that. No, I I, <laughs> I, 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 I did they not like it. Jack that. Norrington in half. I don't know if his name yes, is Jack. I hated that part. I did not like it.
5: What, but what did you not like about it? Did you not think that it looked uh, anatomically <laughs> accurate? Did you not like the physics of it? One thing to keep in mind is Tony's not a huge fan of gore. And I'm, I'm not a huge
3: fan. I'm not a huge fan of gore, so like when I was watching the, the the final fight scene where she's like using her knives and stuff, I had to like close my eyes because I don't. I was like, I hate the knives, you know. Like I, I don't, I didn't want to see any part of him like get sliced off. So you, it kind of
0: sounds like you feel like it just got very stylistic and comic booky, like just in those sections, and wasn't the rest of the movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Like it just, it felt like it was like i got i had the bends
4: no <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> like it was like okay we're going down this this road and then all of a sudden i was like Argh! like let's go over here and let's have a fight scene and let's slow everything down let's do that and it was just it was way too much and i and i was struggling because i didn't know like I what this was 2015 right so i didn't know if like that was like stylistically like in, you know, at that time or, you know, maybe I'm watching it at the wrong time. I just, for me, I, I I did not enjoy that part.
5: Yeah. I, I, I have to agree with you, Tony, particularly on the, the bar fight scene. There were definitely things that, is it cinematography? Is that the word? I, yeah, that,
3: that's, like, that was it the was, word that I used, but I, I don't know if it's like director's decisions. You know, like I, I, I don't know yeah, the, the, the perfect like phrase for it.
5: The way in which they chose to visually present the violence.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, the, the violence, I think that's a better... I think that is a, a, little a definitely a better...
5: Thing. Odd, yeah. Like, it was trying a little too hard to be stylistic, and it kind of, for me, at least, it kind of missed the mark.
2: I totally see where you guys are coming from on not being, like, a fan of the style of the fight scenes. That's actually a lot of what uh, I liked about the movie was kind of the over-the-top style no. of the... You know, violence, like, it's kind of... It feels like it has, like, a humor to it. Like, I feel like it's got enough of the the cheese factor that it, like, kind of gets me excited. At the same time, sometimes it's, like, it seems like, yeah, this is a little much, like, is this... Try is this like trying too hard to be like edgy and violent? Part of that is the appeal to me. Is
5: yeah, I, that I you I don't a,
2: see like there's a ch- kind of a cheapness to to some of the effects, the way things look when someone gets their finger shot off or their hand chopped off. Like there's definitely a an over the top intentional humor to it all.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I would generally agree with that. The fact that yeah, it is so stylized and very clearly over the top really encourages us to not take it seriously. If you ever watch samurai movies like Lone Wolf and Cub, where the blood is just profuse and just spurts and mm. giant bursts of just like bright red paint, basically, in such a way that you can't really take it seriously. And so you're, it almost feels like you're not encouraged to. That's kind of how I felt here, right? It's like, this is not remotely how things would actually look or behave or you know, be so... Instead, because I know it's so fantastical, I can enjoy myself. I can have fun watching it.
2: Yeah, yeah. but I like... It feel would be like, gut wrenching if it if, if it didn't have that unrealistic aspect but, to it. This would be a so tough movie to stomach.
3: So, but if it but if it kept that throughout the entire movie, then I feel like I would be I would be more apt, like like almost like a, a Shaun of the Dead type thing, right? You know, where it's always over the top. This seemed to like go back and forth on that where i just i I didn't really enjoy it and i also will admit that i don't really like like that type of genre
1: i guess what scenes did you think were being played really straight because i guess i maybe it's because the early scene with mark hamill made it pretty clear what kind of movie we were in for but the <laughs> stuff with like the
3: whiskey glass and all that stuff so i feel like all of the scenes with like the stormtrooper type people like was pretty like uh, real. The moment that Samuel Jackson kills Colin Firth is very straightforward. Like there's nothing theatrical about it. Like it just it kept snapping back and forth to me.
1: Wait, even though he immediately is just like,
3: "Oh, that's terrible," right? And well, they've already whole- established that he doesn't like violence. He won't even go into the to the place. Be, you know, where Mark Hamill is, because he's like, I can't even stomach it. He's like, I'll throw up. And then he does it later. Right. So so it kind of cashes in on on that. They've already established that. So for you, that was played pretty seriously, like to your mind, to my mind, the the, the death of Colin Firth. Yeah, absolutely. That was just straightforward.
0: Uh, the thing that the thing that bothered me this time around watching it, I kind of agree with Tony. Well, we're going to
1: immediately jump into things that bother you.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's basically wow. how I that's critique the all the things right I hate. Yeah, all the, the things I hate with Charlie.
1: Brianne has commented on that, by the way. Oh, <laughs> She has said that as far as she can tell, there are no movies that you actually like. Because <laughs> all the things you talk about <laughs> are just complaints.
0: Well, everything starts at a 10, and then it comes down she's, from there. She's
1: never felt like he's heard you ever say anything positive about movies.
5: <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. There's something nice about this movie. Charlie doesn't like any movies. Yeah, that's
0: fair. I liked liked the puppies. The puppies were cute.
5: (laughs) Which one was your favorite?
0: Oh, the pug. I mean, come on. Or the baby bulldog, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was was really expecting it to start talking to increase the men in black vibes of the the beginning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I agree with Tony in that I think there's kind of some tone shift problems in this movie and it's not like the violent scenes versus not violent scenes for me it's like certain aspects of them like i particularly wasn't cool with uh, maybe it's because i'm a dad now but the scene of the mother with the knife like going all um uh the shining on the door and like the baby freaking out that was i did not like that part of the movie. I think you could have easily I don't think taken it
5: Supposed to like it. I can defend that part of the movie if you'd like because it serves a very important purpose for uh the plot and audience engagement.
0: Sure, but in a way that couldn't have been done some other way where you don't see a baby crying cuz the mother's about to kill them. I mean, the rest well, of this movie is okay. like adults and violence and that just feels like a completely separate I just wish that word in there. I mean
5: I get that, Uh but you know, with most movies, not all, but with most movies, you kind of expect that, you know, the good guys are going to win in the end. You know, you, you kind of expect as you're watching it that yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's evil plot won't succeed, but you know, putting the baby in danger makes it so that the stakes are a little bit higher. It's not just a matter of stopping his evil plot. It's a matter of stopping his evil plot in time, because if you don't, the consequences are dire.
0: It was also that, okay, so we've got, well, why don't we start talking about the the church scene, which is a pretty big set piece in the movie. So we set this up and we set up the type of people that are in this church, right? And the whole, and it's very clear that the purpose of having them be, racist bigots is that you're supposed to not care when they all get slaughtered, right? That's why the scene takes place there. And I just had a lot more of a problem this time around with that. Not that I think anything that they have to do with is defensible, but it's like we're supposed to enjoy the scene and them getting killed because they're racist. That's what that f- scene felt like to me.
1: Well, no, oh, you're not supposed mm. to enjoy it
5: because um, they're racist. You're just not supposed to feel bad bad about it yeah
0: exactly even okay sure even that even that
5: adam's interpretation is uh how i experienced the movie i guess yeah for me this was so over the top
1: like immediately that none of this stuff really bothered me i mean the the baby scene probably comes closest but like the church scene doesn't really bother me because the whole thing is just like none of these characters are like three dimensional characters. Right. Some <laughs> yeah. of them are some of them are closer than others, right? And that they've approached like comic book three dimension, where you know they've gotten a little backstory, right? So like Eggsy obviously is probably the best developed just by the virtue of the amount of time that we spend with him. But yeah, I think just and because the whole tone of the movie is designed to be just like completely to me, just completely over the top that none of this stuff really bothered me. I actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah. in a way that like Paul was saying earlier, like like if we were meant to treat this as genuine in any sort of way, then yeah, that would be really horrific.
3: but and, and, and I would agree. like I, I definitely didn't like the decisions that the director made, but like I still found myself brought in by like the story. And actually right after the the church, that's where I actually felt like I got brought back into the movie because like at a certain point, I felt like this movie was way too long. Like it just felt like it was dragging on and I just, I wasn't engaged. And then after that church scene, when they kind of set up the whole thing about, you know, this isn't that kind of movie. I was like, all right, now, now we're back in it. You know what I mean? Like it it felt like it, it had some legs. Just for me,
0: like the scenes where they're killing henchmen and stuff, it doesn't bother me at all. And it was just like that they so clearly go out of their way to set it at this specific place and set up these specific people. Like, it's so transparent to me that it just kind of bothered me. Like, if it was just more henchmen, I think I would have been fine with that, too. So it's just, just weird.
3: Right. I mean, if you go on YouTube, that's like the number one scene.
5: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
3: like, I I mean, seriously, like, that's that's what everyone talks about.
5: Yeah, I've heard people comment that, uh, you know, that the church scene is brilliant. You know, like it's like the best part of the movie. And I kind of have to agree. It's very well choreographed. I mean, maybe it's
0: just that we're living six years in the future from that, and we know that those people exist. And I don't know.
5: <laughs> so it's it's cheap, but I absolutely adored that they ended that scene with the pullback, and it you know has the America is doomed <laughs> <on the laughs> placard
2: yeah. thing. That was too much. Like that was just like too much for twenty fifteen.
5: Oh man, it was. It was very have... cheap, but very effective. <laughs>
3: I just thought it really set up the, the power of what Samuel L Jackson's character had created.
2: You know what I mean? It, yeah. Like it, it shows you the stakes.
3: Yeah. Like Colin Firth was like, I wanted to do this, you know, like I, I, I wanted to kill these people. How did you do it? And he goes through and kind of like demonstrates what it you know, what the technology that he has. And so I understand what you're saying, but I, I ultimately enjoyed the scene, I guess.
2: Like you know, and I think for how like kind of they they somewhat you know play it for cool actionness. They sort of it's sort of got you know sort of a violent comedy to it as well. But they do, I mean, like they keep cutting away to uh, the main character.
1: That's Eggsy. Uh,
2: yeah, isn't he watching that? Um, yeah, 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 on yeah, the yeah top yeah. And he's like they're kind of like playing it straight. He's like legitimately like absolutely completely horrified, and they keep cutting to that and. So it's, like, sort of saying, like, yes, this is also incredibly horrific. Like, you can cut to the scene and enjoy it, and then it's like, okay, this is how a normal person would be reacting to this. It's like the little face in the corner of, like, uh, you know, Japanese television. Like, okay, everybody laugh now.
5: Look, the important thing here is the scene makes it very clear that the person who can't stand the violence, Samuel L. Jackson's character, Valentine, is the bad guy. And thus, you, Charlie, (laughs)
4: are the
1: bad guy. That's a pretty persuasive argument.
3: Yeah, it is.
0: (laughs) I remember this scene the first time I watched it. I remember really liking the scene. And I actually think, like, I don't have a problem with the way that the violence is stylized in this movie. One thing I actually really loved about it was when he starts to walk out of the church and then they play the the intro to Freebird, which gives you the sense like oh they're gonna go through the entire Freebird solo aren't they <laughs> we've got this gigantic action scene coming up and you're to sit through which was kind of exciting it's just i i guess yeah again to try to put it into words it's more like the decision that matthew vaughn made when he was like let's find a let's find specific people that would be okay for all of this violence to happen to and it's like, well, we could have just been a bunch of henchmen or something. And like the fact that I just even had to think about that right now—you're
1: just obsessed with henchmen. You I know, he really is. Henchmen. Yes. because yeah. it, he wants henchmen
3: yeah. really bad. And yeah. John
0: Wick's a great example. It's well, like I don't have any problem with any of the violence in John Wick. I like John Wick, and it's just here. Oh, really? There's a couple so you're of times
3: with even the, dog, the dog, dying.
5: dog
1: killing.
0: Oh, like, it's Charlie
1: on record, pro dog killer, He's pro dog <laughs> killing.
5: <laughs> yeah, no I heard that. with it.
4: No problem. I seriously was of
0: that website does the dog die? I go on there to see what movies to watch.
3: <laughs> Charlie, the way that you felt about the the child crying when the mother was trying to go
5: all shining,
4: uh-huh.
3: that's how I felt about the dog. Yeah,
4: yeah.
5: But no, I mean, I thought that the church scene kind of shows you that to a great extent. Even though there's all of this mayhem going on, it's only the professional who's really good at it
4: mm-hmm.
5: you know he's the last man standing yeah that's the and point he's also responsible for most of the body count <laughs> not yeah. all of it but most of it
1: yeah it's like they're all sleeper agents except he's the only one who has any training that's right. kind of the, what brienne said when we watched that scene today
5: that's actually a yeah, really that, great play.
3: yeah well put yeah because he runs well, out of he runs out of any type of like ammo or like and then all of a sudden it's like all right now i'm gonna use all my special like spy gadgets
2: and then just improvising with other objects it was it was impressive
3: i also don't like michael kane in this by the way i i like that he they he's ultimately a villain though
1: <laughs> no i
3: do does, i know does I that do happen too. very often no it doesn't movies I didn't see it coming, by the way. I think that's why I was upset.
5: I'm not really upset, but for the population. you were upset by his heel turn.
3: Yes, yeah. Like I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely well done. I, I I have to admit,
0: he slips into that accent right before he dies. Well, are are we to believe then that he <laughs> was know. he was never really like an upper class <laughs> person? You're just pretending to be. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And I love that uh, that Exy uses uh, a sleight of hand to to defeat him. Although I I I still don't understand—is Exy supposed to be Arthur going into the? I guess like the safe house or whatever, huh? I don't understand. Well, in order to like get into the the mountain, oh yes, safe house or whatever, like he's supposed to be correct Arthur.
0: Yeah, he's using a cell phone which has the invitation on it. So I guess they don't have any sort of visual representation of who it's supposed
1: they to be. They have no,
3: no visual whatsoever. And maybe Well, just, I'm yeah. sure if Valentine saw him, he'd be like, who the hell are you, right? But
1: he's too busy doing his own thing.
3: Oh. Too yeah, he has up. to get the
1: party started.
3: Jeez. He's too high up the leadership ladder. He can't yeah.
5: be. <laughs> can't be bothered with the peon decisions. I guess. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, knowing how to delegate is honestly what much of leadership is. Well, he did a bad job. What do you mean? He delegated tons of stuff.
3: he It seems like it would be a very easy fix, Paul, correct me if I'm wrong to just add a, a photo in the uh,
5: in the in software. app.
3: Yeah. <laughs> look, sometimes
1: you just don't think that someone's going to especially when you're monitoring them the
5: entire time. yeah, you yeah don't it's think also that
1: someone's going to just suddenly
5: look, it's a secret look, organization I- and his implant was on the plane. You know, like it came with.
3: But yeah. then, but okay. So, what about the the pilots? Why why do the pilots get to stay on the plane? Huh?
5: Well, what's the objection? <laughs>
3: They're <laughs> just the
2: help. Wait, I, if I, you, I win. If I feel you
3: like
5: I've lost.
3: Stay track on
2: the plane. Does that mean you're the pilot? You're,
3: yeah. If you're if you stay on the plane, does that mean you're the pilot? <laughs> no, it means you're the valet. Yeah. Oh my god, the effing valet. <laughs> Is that valet? By the way, in Britain, it's pronounced valet. Well, that's wrong.
4: Uh, <laughs> incorrect. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and another thing. I got, I got some more things on up. <laughs> All right. Have you been drinking?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, why did Merlin get to stay in the, the plane?
1: Well, because they sent him to go deal with luggage, and then they forgot about him.
3: Oh, yeah. But
1: how did that work out for him? For him, I think it worked out fine.
3: I just think I'm I'm upset that you think Valentine is a really great manager.
5: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm saying
2: look, good managers.
5: (laughs) He came really close to success. You know? Are you saying you haven't had worse
3: managers than Valentine? Uh, I I don't want to answer that question.
2: Start naming names, Tony. <laughs> well, I know I sure have. Yeah,
3: <laughs> don't you? Don't you say any names, Paul? I mean, I really like this movie. Like, I, it's it's a ten out of ten for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: alright I'm writing it down no take back <laughs> no banksies
3: no yeah, don't try to
2: weasel out of it when you hear what object it is yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, no banksies you're committing to ten of whatever it is <laughs>
1: Oh, ten exploding heads! I withdraw my score.
3: (laughs) That was actually a cool scene—the exploding heads. That was the one time that I enjoyed the the over-the-top.
0: Yeah, that worked really well. No complaints on my end.
3: I doubt that, but
2: (laughs) I like that they don't about that that
3: scene. Why? Because everybody in like top government was part of the bad people. Well, well,
0: the ones that weren't are in the uh, in the cages in the cells
2: oh okay all right
3: oh did you think that it was just all bad paul i'll buy it i mean i like the princess
2: so actually i kind of i kind of like the scene i was just trying to be contrarian (laughs) i remember being like this is a little too cartoony like where's the where's the you know
3: you heard you heard charlie
2: he really held back on the on the gore aspect of it which was probably good in the end it was a good fine stylistic choice
1: well it has to be fireworks because otherwise the explosion wouldn't cauterize the wound
2: and then
3: you'd have pools of blood everywhere
2: exactly paul Okay, maybe I didn't follow the tech close enough.
3: Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't have, like, the 1812 uh, overture going.
2: <laughs> yeah, there, there's too many, yeah.
5: Ode
4: oh,
2: to Joy. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, okay. it was Ode to Joy. Maybe they didn't I want I thought it. about it,
5: and I was like, I mean, yeah, this is a little dumb and cartoony, but at the same time, if I'm the director telling the special effects people, hey, I need... 200 people to have their heads explode it's probably a little bit nicer on the artists to tell them you know have some fun with it make it kind of like fireworks rather than i want it to be as realistic gore as possible
2: i'm I'm saying there's a middle way (laughs) they don't have to go they don't have to look up actual reference materials or anything like that
5: well we got the middle way with the guy whose laptop got stolen okay yeah yeah
2: (laughs) all right (laughs) i mean yeah it was it was a fine scene and they didn't have to make the movie nc-17 so i guess that's good
5: i did think it was a little dumb but (laughs) i was willing to cut it some slack too yeah so taron edgerton
1: yeah how do people think he did
3: (laughs) i thought he was i thought he was a sex symbol
2: oh guess that counts as a win wait like you
3: i was sexually attracted to him
2: Okay, it's good. It's a good. I thought it was good.
3: <laughs> I enjoyed that swimming scene. Uh, oh my goodness, I enjoyed everything about that swimming scene. I only thing would have would have been better is if nope, I'm not gonna say it had been NC17. Yeah, if it was NC17. <laughs> if <laughs> I actually uh, went to his OnlyFans uh, and subscribed to figure out what. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm curious. There's
2: I, a like. There's like a look alike or something like yeah. a. <laughs> <laughs> like a real you know a budget version
1: <laughs> sorry tony what Taryn edgerton is not on cameo i know oh andy straight um he is i
5: i, like I him. mean no oh, andy straight is not on cameo either realistically <laughs> think Strait. that it was going to be more than just a fantasy <laughs> thank you charlie <laughs> <laughs> yes Doug, it's always,
3: (laughs) it's always more, Doug. Okay. Okay. I did enjoy the swim scene, uh, Adam. What's, what, what was your favorite part, Adam?
1: I don't know. There's actually a lot of things to choose from. I like, I really like the interactions between Colin Firth and Taryn Edgerton. I think that's a mentor mentee relationship that's handled really well and helps. I think it really helps center the movie in a way that, like I was saying at the beginning, Kick-Ass doesn't have. Because the mentors yes. in Kick-Ass, right, is Nick Cage and Chloe Moretz. Oh. And then, yeah, Jim Carrey in the second one, right? None of whom really are very sympathetic characters. Or live.
4: <laughs> or live.
2: Well, Colin Firth doesn't live either. Everybody dies in this I guess movie. you're right.
3: Yeah. I was actually half expecting colin firth to like come back did anyone being else feel shot that in
5: the face.
4: Yeah, yeah, you gotta by... wait for
0: that <laughs> uh, uh,
1: yeah i guess the most i'll say is there is a sequel huh oh it pays off It it does and actually in a way that's not completely off the wall as i
0: recall See, and it's not a spoiler either because it happens in the trailer okay
3: so can i just say that I, that was yes. actually the the one thing that i really enjoyed was that they didn't muck it up by bringing colin firth back like i thought that that was a good thing that he he died. like i think like you know what i mean like it wasn't something that you expected and And they
1: don't they don't muck it up in this movie (laughs) (laughs) that's true
3: (laughs) well i think i'm gonna grade it less now that i know that he's come back
1: jeez honestly i think it's handled pretty i feel like it's handled pretty well in the second one i don't know like i like the interplay between um no, really, Eggsy and all the other characters, for the most part, like him and his mates are fun. Um, him and his stepdad obviously is very antagonistic, but I think it's handled pretty well, and it also helps engender sympathy for his char- for Eggsy's character in the audience. Um, I like the way he interacts with Merlin. Yeah, um, Roxy. I like the way that they sort of support each other while all the snobs are being snobby. Um, in like the, the training stuff, I do like the church scene. I think for me at this by the time you get to the church scene the movie has done a very good job in my opinion of establishing that the tone of this is not meant to be taken seriously that it's fun it's not meant to be realistic or serious in any way and so because of that they can choose to go deliberately over the top and so whereas Charlie was saying like okay yes they're racist but they're not com- because I guess they're not complicit that shouldn't make them targets But because the movie has gone so over the top, it's just like, well, what would be the craziest thing to get away with that wouldn't engender any sympathy in the audience? Obviously, it's really, really racist people. And so I think that scene's actually really well done. And it's really stylized. There's long sequences that are either one take or are cut in such a way that you don't notice it's multiple takes. You just have long sequences where he's killing people just left and right, back, front. I think that stuff's really good. Also, the racist preacher in that is Corey Johnson, who, uh, oh, who had a little, he was a little role in Kick-Ass. He was one of the henchmen in Kick-Ass.
3: But, so Charlie uh, likes him. Yep. <laughs>
1: but,
3: uh... <laughs> so see, Charlie, there was a henchman there.
0: Oh, no, Oh, there you go.
3: But to, to Doctor Who fans,
1: he was Henry Van Staten in one of the best Dalek episodes, Dalek, from 2005. He was the main villain, other than the Dalek. Main human villain, I guess. Oh. In that. <laughs> So
2: is that the first Dalek episode in like the
4: the,
1: the new series?
2: The new, yeah. Oh, that that's I just had to speak Look up that's an episode that I've seen.
1: I was just saying, well, he's <laughs> the he's the bad guy. He just has like facial hair on that. But <laughs> okay, so having said all those having taken away all those things from other people to say, uh I think <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's all right, man.
1: <laughs> I think my favorite is probably just Samuel L. Jackson's just general character i think he's clearly having a lot of fun with that and because the whole tone of the thing is over the top it doesn't matter that he's hamming it up yeah. um so and i like that he doesn't like the side of violence or blood like that's a nice like character touch the lisp i could go either way on
3: i didn't like the lisp but it didn't ruin it for me
1: so apparently samuel l jackson as a kid had a stutter Okay, and so he said he wanted to do something kind of like that for the character, but not just a stutter. So he went with a lisp instead.
2: Oh, yeah. Like when I first heard that, I was like, OK, I've, at some point, like I thought it was like an act or something. Like, I thought I was, it was oh, something from eventually like, he's going to not live, like have the lisp. Something's going to be different. But I was wrong. I
3: thought it, I thought it was like something maybe like from like the the comic or something. You know what I mean? Like that was just how the character was or something. I don't know. I, like I said, I I could go either way on it. I did like how he he killed Galhead. I, that was just such a great, you know, this ain't that kind of movie. Such a Samuel L. Jackson line. What about
1: other people? Did other people have uh, favorite scenes and such? Things we haven't talked about yet that maybe we should?
2: There was some really good parkour towards the beginning.
4: (laughs) Oh yeah, that was a nice scene too.
2: Like that, that was actually like the whole thing. Yeah, that kind of got me. Into the movie, I was like, "Okay, this has over-the-top <laughs> cartoon, violent action and real parkour. Hardcore like, parkour. We're, we're in for <laughs> it."
3: <laughs> yeah, when he gets away from all XZ, <laughs> when he gets away from the people that are trying to beat him up.
2: Yeah, yeah, the uh, the hometown. And,
3: yeah, after like place. Gal had like try like beats everyone up at the bar.
2: <laughs> He's like, "Meet me at the tailor shop." <laughs> <laughs> And for a secret organization being at the Kingsman tailor shop, like, yeah, seems a little like a little on the nose. How do they keep their secret for that long
4: with
5: with that? So uh, it's a shame that we're recording this today, Friday, October sixteenth, twenty twenty, instead of two days ago, uh, Wednesday, October fourteenth, twenty twenty, because that would have been the eighth anniversary of base jumper and daredevil Felix Baumgartner's jump from space.
2: Oh yeah. I remember that. That's all I could think about when she was falling. I was like, wow, someone actually like did this.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Like if if people aren't familiar, um, it was a, an event sponsored by Red Bull where a guy basically went up in a capsule that was held aloft by, you know, giant balloons, and he went to the edge of space and jumped out. And if we want to talk realism in this movie, I remember from watching that uh, event happen live, one of the, uh, the key challenges was that he had to make sure that he didn't go into a spin, because the atmosphere, obviously, on the edge of space is, you know not really much there so it's really difficult to uh make adjustments and if you get into a spin you can actually black out so in real life roxy probably would have blacked out due to the uh, g-forces as she was tumbling but i mean as we've established this movie is not real life All right <laughs> no no dogs i assume are we sure in the filming of this movie right how sure are we what were things
1: that other people like?
0: I appreciate all the James Bond illusions, like all the gadgets and the cars, and like they even have like that little guitar sting that's pretty similar to how James Bond movies, like you, you know when the action's done, Sorry. and yeah, all of a sudden it's like, I bang, that too. yeah, bang,
5: and and that chord,
0: chord, yeah, doing it with a lovely lady, yeah. See, okay. Now we're gonna, now you just oh. went the part that I didn't like.
1: Yeah, no, oh, you already said the part you didn't like. You didn't was... like the anal scene. <laughs> I wish they'd shown it <laughs> because they wore a shield. <laughs> oh my
4: god!
3: <laughs> Please do not cut
4: that. <laughs> 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 so, I,
0: the movie keeps a lot of the good things about James Bond that still kind of work now, and then all of the misogyny, you know, which is, you know, kind of of its oh, time in that yeah, movie. It's, it's like, why does that funny. need to be? Why does that need to be in this movie? Like, it isn't anywhere except just wait, wait. the anal wait. sex stuff it at the end of the movie.
1: It sounds Where to me like you're kink shaming. Yeah, exactly. He's the, the, the one that suggested
0: it. <laughs> What, but what, why is it in the movie? I think
5: you're being misogynistic. The, by, the kiss, by it's nothing to do with the specific with the, sexual liberation.
0: It could have been any well, it could have been any sex act, it doesn't matter. It's just that that's not in the movie at all,
2: Charlie. I did think that the kiss line was a little cringy and a little out of nowhere. Yeah, it's know? it's again the tonal mismatch. It's like
0: it's just a complete mismatch in the tone, like everything's kind of fun and light, and I. Guess that's supposed to be fun. And it's like, where did this come from? This is that. There's just those, all those specific scenes I'm mentioning just take me out of all of the fun I'm having with the rest of the movie.
2: Why is when, that cringy though? When he brought it up, you know what I mean? Like, that's it just seemed a, to me like it came out of nowhere.
3: That's just a but flirtatious. A thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a flirtatious, did he,
2: like, did he thing. do that with any other girl earlier in the movie?
3: Well, I tried, but he got roofied. It's true. Did
2: yeah. he. Did he pull a kiss line to anyone just out of nowhere though?
3: He ran out of time. He got roofied Yeah, and and then he was tied to a track and he needed to be saved by a woman. I just don't know why that was, I mean, like, is, is that really massage? Like,
2: like, is that really the the reaction? I think that that she's
0: holed up in uh, this prison against her will. And she sees this guy and that's all that like, Oh, let's have sex. Like I just saw you, I might actually. He
3: didn't say sex, a kiss, Charlie. Well, that's what
0: he says. Okay.
3: She. But it's a choice that's anal.
0: But the writer wrote it, and the director put it in the movie. They're the ones that put it there.
5: So you're saying that women shouldn't have sexual desires? Are you saying it's not a believable (sighs) characterization? Yes.
4: (laughs) No.
3: She's in. She's in prison. Lots of people want to have sex in prison. (laughs)
4: Guys.
5: <laughs> Prism, the ultimate aphrodisiac <sighs> sitcoms
3: have taught me anything exactly <laughs> yeah Frasier goes and has a um, <laughs> sorry <laughs> i guess
1: i guess first... on the one hand i sort of see what you're getting at but yeah i feel you know. like it's presented in such a way that that's it feels like a reach to actually get to that point I
2: to I <laughs> I okay. just personally say the actual kind of mild cringe reaction I had when he said that line. So that's so, all I'm saying. That that's an honest just feeling. Does it that's that's not like you know, I'm not intellectually like, you know, reasoning my way into that feeling.
3: I, I I would say this and 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 in all honesty, I was not cringe it wasn't cringe for me when he asked for the kiss, but when she implied anal, I was that was cringe for me. Wait, Does when that- did she
2: imply anal?
3: She says it. Yeah. Like oh, she I fully that. says you can do me in the butt or something. Like, I mean, oh. it's like something like that. Like we can do anal if you want to. Like she says it. No, uh, I, I I was cringed when she said it. I I guess I didn't take into account when he tries to get a kiss.
2: <laughs> it's, <just laughs> that's a, that's it's a weird, weird thing to ask a captive. But, you know, it's a movie or whatever. You know?
3: I just, I thought it was, I thought it was like, like, like it an could homage be... to, you know, like spy movies where, like, yeah. the guy gets the girl and, you know, like, or saves the princess. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought and that's it was just like fine. A, a tip of the
2: cap to that. a little fine. better in my mind of, uh, well, maybe I missed some cues too. A, a lot of it, you know, like, a lot about, you know, between the stormtroopers, it, feel, it felt like a Princess Leia kind of situation, you know?
3: You know, I was more worried about I was more worried about uh, Merlin watching. He closed the screen. Yeah, they. they I, no,
2: I know. I but I, like when I it, was really happened, for Merlin to like turn the screen but not close it.
3: I know. Like, I know the, I was waiting
2: for too. It was,
3: <laughs> I was happy that he closed it. And so, that was the end of the, but the
2: movie.
3: <laughs> but I was totally like, "Oh my god, he's gonna watch!" Like he's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, my God. (laughs) They don't teach you that in Kingsman school.
2: (laughs) Charlie, do you have anything else to...
0: We're trying to defend, like, oh, can't the character do this? I'm like, it's somebody decided that it was worthwhile to put that in the middle of the action sequence. And it's, like, one of the few female characters in the movie. It's like, why? Was it really that good of a joke? It just feels like like some teenager going, like, hee, hee, hee. Let's put in. Let's put in this anal well, sex you're joke right here.
1: Well, you're essentially arguing that female characters aren't allowed to be sexual unless they have a huge plot arc. I guess maybe Charlie just
3: wanted to see it in the sequel. <laughs> you know, you don't know. It could be in there. Well, maybe he was looking for more of a menage a trois with uh, Count Firth.
0: All right. So, describe to me why it's in the movie. That's what I want to hear to find oh, here. Why um, is it here as opposed to just not being here at all?
5: It's Doug a is, box-checking exercise because we're we're trying to hit the James Bond highlights. But it's That's also the only reason I can come up with for why it would be. Yeah, I, but I, it's I, also I a
3: subversion
1: that. of that trope because she's the one that really comes on, on to hand with it.
3: She is the one who introduces the lewd act. Right. Which,
1: if you watch James Bond movies that's not typically the case are you sure <laughs> having watched a lot of james bond movies in quarantine yes so do you not see the point i'm making i do see so the it point sounds like I, you just I,
0: refuse to no i see the point you're making and i still think it didn't work i was having fun watching the action sequence and it completely took me out of it that one joke and i remember that happening the first time i watched the movie too it's one of the only things I remember about watching it the first time. So much of the stuff I forgot, and that I remembered, and that's all I could think about when I knew we had to watch this movie was that I, oh
4: my, <laughs> God. like Carl remembered Seriously, it too. Charlie?
0: Yeah,
3: you you were mm. worried about the very. I end.
0: wasn't worried about it. I was just like, I know that's going to come up, and I hate that part.
1: Hey, can we defend a scene I don't really actually care about?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, right? I, I hardly even noticed that scene.
3: <laughs> You know what? I didn't notice it until Charlie brought it up. And I, yeah. I, I, I agree with him. My I dad. did I did notice
2: it.
5: Yeah. Charlie, well, you <laughs> ruined this movie
3: for
0: us. Yeah. He's good at that. And You're you happy. know what? We've we've hit on the three things I didn't like about this movie. That's I believe it or not, that's about it. I had a great time with the rest of the movie.
3: So then what 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 was a scene you enjoyed?
0: I enjoyed most of the fighting in this sort of underground layer, because again, you know, where we're talking about a James Bond pastiche. I have got this sort of like weird subterranean complex. I, I thought yeah, that, that was that kind of fun. And fun. like, I don't know. I, I, I just really like the last set of action sequences.
5: I feel like we haven't even mentioned gazelle. Who's gazelle? The lady with the blades.
3: Oh, I, other, than, yeah. other
5: than for you to say that you didn't like the, the chopping. No, 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 no,
3: no. She scared me. <laughs> I, I was afraid of her. And I, I think rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I was afraid of my hands being chopped off while watching.
5: Oh. Oh, were you watching Uh. in 3D?
3: (laughs) No, but it just, for whatever reason, I I realized that, like, knives and being stabbed, I guess I'm, like, afraid of, because I did not like the hand-to-hand combat (laughs) toward the end there. Like, I was on edge.
2: I thought she was, she was one of my favorite characters.
3: I think it was too much at the beginning, though, because then you're just expecting her to slice people in half. And she doesn't really do that later on.
5: Oh. I yeah, definitely yeah. wanted to mention that the costume design in this movie is primo. Like, you can tell that they had people who really wanted to do a good job and have fun with it doing the costumes.
3: I, I wanted to get a suit.
5: A bespoke suit.
3: Yeah, the, the- Taron looked really good.
2: Yeah, like one of those like jump He He did. Jumpers, uh, romper
3: suits. I
2: can see Paul pulling that off. Oh, I'm, I'm a, that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a romper.
0: I think you there's are. a whole clothing line based on this movie. Really? Yeah. That's. I mean, yep. They definitely went all out. So that you could buy their clothes off the peg. I guess so. I mean, they also mentioned that some of the uh, store, or at least the hat store actually exists. It's like a real store you can go to. The one where it gets the top hat.
1: So ultimately, what'd you think of this movie? Would you train your pistol on the dog and pull the trigger, or would you let it live for another day? Guess I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> was that your wife? No, it was Tony. I guess what I'm asking is, how many exploding firework heads out of 10 would you give this movie?
5: <laughs> um, I'm going to go with nine out of 10 exploding heads. Oh, it was good. It wasn't the 10 out of 10 that Tony's going to give it, but no, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, there were a few things that could have been done better, but for the most part though, it had a fresh take on uh, genre tropes and mostly good execution. And Setup on <laughs> Where's the Ex- pun? execution. Mostly good execution. Um <clears throat> anyway. Did I enjoy this film? And the answer is yes, very much so. Paul, why don't you go next? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I'm in high school. I give it
2: one of my exploding heads and come back (laughs) to me later. You
1: were still doing that in high school? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, So I thought this was good. I had a lot of fun watching it. It was stupid enough to be funny, but funny enough to not be too stupid. It kind of hit the. Parodies that were fun. Only had a few moments that kind of gave me a little bit of cringe. So I think I'm gonna go with 8.5 out of 10. Exploding heads. Is I think it's you know it's considerably better than Kick Ass. But there there were a few moments where I was like that kind of brought me out of it that or I was like I'm not quite fully on board, but I really see where it's going and it did a good job of what it was going for. Popcorn, Adam.
1: Um, Part of the reason I got a bit testy in the parts of the unedited podcast that were cut before you started listening to this is uh, I really do like this movie. And so I felt like I wanted to defend it from people who were not as happy about it. It, To me, it's similar to Kick-Ass in its style and tone, but it works a lot better, partly because it has a more sympathetic main characters to deal with. There is at no point where it's trying to be realistic, where it feels like Kick-Ass, at least initially, is semi-realistic before it loses its mind. And this, to me, just feels like, okay, we're having fun the whole time. Uh, I think I'm going to give this 9 exploding heads out of 10. And basically, that's just based on the fact that I gave Days of Future Past an 8.5. And I think I like this a little better than that. So for me, that's going to put it on level with Big Hero 6, which... <laughs> They're very different movies, but yeah, it feels about right.
2: So, it's tough to compare forty eight movies at the same time.
1: But <laughs> yeah. We try. Yeah. So yeah, nine exploding, firework heads out of ten. Popcorn Charlie.
0: Uh despite the complaints I've had, which is mostly what you've heard from me, or maybe entirely what you've heard from me this podcast so far, I actually really like the movie a lot. Those particular scenes were ones that took me out of the movie and all the fun that i was having i felt like it was moving at a pretty brisk pace and that all the actors seemed like they were having a lot of fun actually even really liked the stylized violence and i didn't feel like that in and of itself took me out of it but you know the sex joke which took me out the first time i watched it anyway and then two scenes that didn't even bother me the first time around which was i you know the little baby girl crying which obviously makes sense that I'm a dead now maybe that would bother me a little bit more and then not not that the characters in the church scene were defensible in any way but i just feel like in the time period we're in choosing that type of person to vilify and saying it doesn't matter what happens to them at all just it just it just got in my head at that point in a way that it didn't you know several years ago and it just that took me out of it too so i'm gonna rate this lower than i would have rated it Back when I first watched it, I'm going to give it a 7.5 exploding heads. So I guess it's like if the implant was like only half worked and so only half, like if you got cut in half first and then the implant exploded, I think (laughs) that's the half. (laughs) But everything else was actually great. I really enjoyed this movie otherwise. It's like we're on this great roller coaster and like three different times during the roller coaster just breaks down and you just suddenly jerk to a stop. And have to wait for it to start again. That's what it felt like. Popcorn toady.:
3: <laughs> So I'm in a weird spot because I feel like everyone gave it a really like high score, and I just, walking away from it, I felt like it was a, a 6.5 for me. But after taking everything into consideration and like kind of looking at some of my other gradings, I think I'm just I'm going to bump this one up to a seven. I thought the beginning was not as good. And I thought that the ending was was a lot better. I enjoyed I enjoyed the plot, but I just there were some choices that were made by the directors that I, I didn't really enjoy. And maybe that's because I didn't really enjoy the the kick-ass movies. So that's kind of why. So I, I walked away thinking that it was a six point five. I'm gonna bump it up half a point um for a seven, and that's my that's my grade. Seven out of seven for Tony. <laughs>
1: All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us to uh, hear our many thoughts on Kingsman, the Secret Service. This is the only Kingsman movie we'll be watching officially in the Merry Marvel Movie March, as by the time the sequel, The Golden Circle, came out, the rights had moved from icon to image. So at that point, that's an image property. And we won't cover that unless it's Appendix 2 of our Merry Marvel Movie March, which I guess is a conversation for another day if we want to get into how deep into the appendices we want to get but be that as it may join us next time we're going to jump forward to may 1st 2015 and our next mcu film avengers age of ultron so until then enjoy the things that you enjoy Uh, i'm adam gobeski
0: i'm charlie wallace and a special thanks to our kingly guests doug gobeski
3: the pleasure was all mine tony huff charmed i'm sure thank you
0: and Paul Wilcox Uh,
2: it was fantastic
0: Charlie I
1: need you to like the movies I like as much as I like them and to not like the movies I don't like (laughs) (laughs) that will make our friendship much better you just clone my (laughs) opinions that's our show don't forget you can check us out on facebook just like the gobesky wallace report and you can also follow us on twitter at gw
0: report and check out our website the report.com that's probably the important bit well yeah i guess all the other links are there so <laughs> if you remember one thing remember that not your name but gobeskywallace report.com
2: <laughs> more important than your name
3: drink more whiskey
1: should you drink more whiskey was that the question
4: yeah
1: always only if it's uh 34
0: du blanc i don't remember what they said in the movie
2: oh. we only drink it for kingsman dies
0: that's right
3: it's 43 percent alcohol
0: Only oh, if you drink it while looking at an unopened bottle of vermouth tony <laughs> <laughs> i
4: laughed when that happened that was
5: awesome i've never heard it described that Same. way you know, like giving your instructions, and I was like, "That's really great." Yeah. Well,
1: because you know the James Bond way is supposedly the the lower class way of doing it.
2: Is the it, wrong way. Right? Is it that's why he's like right. a bad boy?
1: <laughs> Apparently, Ian Fleming had him do that to indicate that he was actually lower class.
2: Oh. okay.
3: But then
1: James Bond became so popular that that became a way to order it.
3: Wait, does it? Does he have vermouth in his martinis? Presumably.
4: Hmm. I would think
3: shaking. I went to Spiral one time and ordered a martini and they didn't have vermouth and I was upset. Oh. Mm.
2: It's probably because I usually order just a glass of vermouth when I go there. So they (laughs) ran out. (laughs) 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 It's a fine drink. It's an acceptable drink.
3: A sweet vermouth.
2: (laughs) I've had a few glasses in my time during this podcast.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I like that you made Spiral run out.
4: <laughs> like, he's worried <laughs> oh,
2: Very seriously. <laughs> I told him we have so much other better stuff, but he kept asking for vermouth. He said he'd pay anything.
1: You just want a glass of wine? No, I want vermouth.
2: <laughs> I need my wine fortified, please.
1: <laughs> it's my medicine.
2: You kind of said that like 007
3: right there, Paul. <laughs> I like my wine
4: fortified.
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>